0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Ruto and AJ coming at you live as the Abs have officially made their waiver claim of the season. It's by law. They have to do one every year, it seems. So they've done it. Uh, Dryden Hunt, before we get into Hunt, how much does this say that the Avs are uncomfortable with their current
1: depth options, AJ? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, we watched them import from the AHL three guys, drop them into a game, and then demote two of them immediately after the game, likely yep. for cap purposes, but... But now there's a dude in their way. Yeah, also... Dryden Hunt got put on waivers yesterday. They knew that they had put that claim in. Yep. So, um, it's pretty obvious, man, that they don't love the depth that they have right now, and they're looking for a little something.
0: Yeah, and, you know, there's varying pieces of that. Them knowing Darren Helm did start skating again today, um, but is still in a no-contact jersey, so we'll see how close he actually is. Uh, you know, we saw Evan Rodriguez go to the x-ray room the other night. Maybe there's some other factors here. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, with with the Avs depth, it just hasn't quite connected. Obviously, losing sedlack maybe the Avs felt like opened up another spot to go get someone and fill that 13th, 14th forward role, uh, which is... Uh, in a healthy lineup, I would assume that is the role that Dryden Hunt would fill. In the app's current lineup, I'm assuming he's going to play indefinitely until Helm comes back.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see how long he sticks in the lineup, but this is a guy that, at least at the NHL level, has proven that he's a passable depth player. Yep. Um, had a career-high 17 points last year, so you're not really looking for a whole lot of offense out of this guy.
0: He's uh, look he's your typical defensive depth forward, right? Yeah. Like
1: Well he's he's your he made the NHL by working hard and being physical and chipping in just enough offensively to, to hang and by being sound defensively. Yeah. Uh he does not play on the the penalty kill. He does not play on the power play. Um he's really not there's like this is this is like Totally unspectacular yep. in every way. Like Dryden, Dryden Hunt is a, like a, a fine option. Like one of many, many like fourth line guys around the league that are pretty interchangeable. Uh, but for the abs, just with the injuries that they've already had and with them not liking what they've seen out of their guys already uh, and then losing Sedlak. Uh, on waivers so they don't get a chance to see more of him um it this is this is fine it's it, it doesn't it, it's it, it's inexpensive uh money-wise uh and it's just uh yeah he doesn't even play the pk so
0: yeah i mean look this is a guy who put up 15 points last year this is uh you're hoping it's more Closer to Darren Helm than it is Anton Bleed, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, the question saying NAC 2.0, like you'd love that if Probably if they have claimed him of
0: shooter, but yeah,
1: yeah. Well, if they if they claimed him and they got 22 points out of that guy, plus like just the general reliability of him being fine yep. uh, in their bottom six all season long, great.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I'd probably yeah. not realistic as far as the production goes, but
1: yeah. And well, and like the, the Abe Kubel waiver claim went really well. Like,
0: yeah, it did.
1: And what's been, what's been kind of amazing is that Colorado's waiver claims in recent years have gone more positive than negative.
0: The only where they've, really... they've
1: gotten some guys.
0: Yeah. The only one that really didn't work was Dano that I can remember.
1: Like we have to, we'd have to get back into like the the Bodner Chuck days. Yeah, oh, of, yeah. If, if you're
0: like you're getting back into 2016, yeah. 2016, like, like, like we'd like, really
1: have to go into s- some some history uh, where uh, a lot of it, a lot of the organization was so different back then. Yeah. Um, but no, he. Um, you're you're right in that like it was really Marco Dano with the current front office regime. Uh, well, and,
0: and and Dano's the pers- perfect example of why not right because if it doesn't work out. You just toss that dude back on waivers and then he's not your problem anymore.
1: Yeah, he I mean, he got like a reclaimed by the Jets and yep. everybody moved on. Uh, but no, with with Hunt, like you're you're talking about. I don't I don't want to make it sound like he's nothing because guys like this are important you know like you do need like you do need a baseline level of player at the bottom of your roster like a a, a passable like solid this guy can help you out a little bit but the big thing is is that he doesn't hurt you uh you know like fine. He's he's a fine fourth line addition. Um, the Avs the abs are obvious. Like, is Dryden Hunt is a better, more proven NHL option than Jason Magna. Yep. Hunt um, has 160 Zedlack, games
0: did, by the way in the NHL.
1: Anton Bleed, like all of those guys, Dryden Hunt has been more established, a little bit better. Yep. So this is this is like the the true min maxing of the roster here. Yep. Uh where like you just you you upgraded the fringes of it and like last year was the first time that he's ever had a regular role in the NHL.
0: Yeah, he it, has bounced around Florida and Arizona before New York, so. Yeah.
1: 76 games played, by far the most of his career. Uh he had 17 points, he had six goals. He had one goal this year against the Jets. I liked that part of it. <laughs> uh <laughs> He had 153 hits last year,
0: so definitely throws the body around a little yeah. bit.
1: Yeah, when he so he he averaged 12 minutes uh, of ice time. Now, what I think is a little bit concerning, he averaged 12 minutes of ice time, played three playoff games. Yeah,
0: didn't want to play that guy in the in a run where the New York Rangers went to the conference final, so they had lots yeah. of games to play.
1: Yeah. And I think he played like one game in each round. Yeah. Like it was, uh, and, and like, look, the same thing happened last year with knack, right?
0: Right. Like, he ended up on the bench for, yeah, he ended games. up
1: getting, getting scratched for the mo- the majority of that cup run. It yep. was a regular during the, during the season. So. <laughs> this is, this is a guy that it, he should be able to help a little bit. Um, I guess we could just get to the fancy stats now.
0: Yeah, sure. If you want to dive into those.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you could just pull up, uh, I, I don't know, any of the three that I sent you. YOLO it. Yeah, so this was the J Fresh card that I pulled from last year. As you see, defensively, he's very good. Uh, the The big appeal there, bad things don't happen. Drives a little bit of play. What I did like about this, that competition number. This is a guy that has gotten stronger assignments yep. than a typical fourth line guy will get. Uh, and that is encouraging that his defensive results are as good as they are against mediocre competition like that. Like that is not bottom tier competition.
0: There's that's, some
1: that's yeah, there's... more like uh that's more like what you would see out of a third line
0: guy. Right. There's some hope that if a team tries to hunt hunt that matchup on home ice he can hold his own right
1: ex- ex- that's exactly it that when uh, uh, on on the road when the other team gets to dictate matchups a little bit more cuz this is exactly what we saw in Minnesota is Dean Everson hunted Colorado's fourth line with the Kaprizov line and it ended up going disastrously for Colorado where the Avs ended up in their own zone constantly and just got smoked.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do like that side of it. I am a little bit concerned about the finishing ability in a bottom six that we've seen has not been finishing basically at all so far this season.
1: I mean... Fourth line guys are fourth line guys for a reason, right? If they were if sure. they were good finishers, they'd be third line guys or they'd be second line guys, right? Like
0: You're not uh, wrong, but there's the, also a, in between 0 and 100 there, you know.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, uh in between 0 and 100 he's at 4. So <laughs> uh he has 13 goals in 168 NHL games. That is not a lot of goal scoring. This is where the Nicholas Abe Kubel stuff should stop. Because Abe yeah. like Knack could score some goals. Yep. You so. might even say he had a knack for knack it. for it. Oh my God. No, uh with you with sure Hunt, you're not though, a like, I mean. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I want to say. Uh I, I'm just going to – like, I'm trying to temper some expectations. Hey, like, 13 goals in 168 games across the last six years don't have really high expectations for this guy to come in and uh, pot a couple of goals. Uh, like, yeah. the mean, 11 last year from from uh, Abe Kubel would be a dream.
0: Look, I think what you're looking at here, you mentioned the hits. What did Jared Bednar say he liked about Anton Bleed? He called him a loud player. Yeah. Well, Anton Bleed gets into an NHL game. He was not very loud, was he?
1: Yeah, it was a pretty quiet performance. Um, so, so yeah. maybe,
0: well, maybe they bring bringing this guy in and just asking him, hey, run around, run into stuff, be Curtis McDermott, but have some puck skill. You know, and they don't want or they don't expect, rather, their fourth line to really produce any offense at the moment.
1: Uh, I would say, continuing on our uh, continuing on our how does he compare to a Nicholas Abe Kubel, remember when he got to Colorado last year, Knack had a big penalty problem. He sure did. Well, last year, Dryden Hunt was fourth on the Rangers in minor penalties. Uh, when penalties. you average 12 minutes of ice time and you take 15 minors.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of penalties.
1: That's a lot of penalties, man. It's a lot of penalties. Now, he drew a fair share. Yeah. So. Uh, Made up some of
0: it at least. Yeah.
1: It, it, he, he is actually uh, in the positive of penalties drawn versus penalties taken. Uh, he drew 20 last season and he took 18. So, uh, he had two, he had two majors and a misconduct, but 15 minors is definitely a lot.
0: 52 penalty minutes total on the season last year. So, yeah.
1: And two majors and a misconduct. That's 20 of those penalty minutes.
0: Yep. Yeah. So 32 real penalty minutes.
1: Yeah. So, um, Anyway, the the thing the thing that you're talking with with Hunt is too many penalties. Uh, not a lot of special teams acumen here. Uh, at least last season, he did not play the PK for the Rangers. Um, and and to be honest with you, he doesn't need to in Colorado. They have the guys for the PK. Like Steph part already. of yeah. like like Logan O'Connor, Andrew Cogliano. Uh, when he gets back, Darren Helm, uh, Arturi Leckinen, JT Comfer, Val Nichushkin. They're covered. They really don't need Dryden Hunt to play the PK for them. Because um, even if you take Natchushkin out of there and replace him with Hunt, that's your fifth forward. So, and of those guys, one of them that I've named is a center that has, like, face-off winning ability that you rely on. Yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Like Hunt is just he he doesn't need to do that. You know what he needs to do? He needs to come in and stabilize, help stabilize a little bit of their fourth line, and just get it all
0: over the place. Yeah,
1: exactly, and help try and get it to a baseline level of this is this is acceptable. Because as we're going to see, can you bring up the uh, the heat map one? The sold the isolated heat map for us. This is the this is last year. You see doesn't doesn't drive play but doesn't stop play offensively and very good defensive impact here yeah that's really encouraging uh as you see the penalties on the right side a little bit on the wrong side of the wrong side of the 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 balance there but not such a problem uh finishing and setting not great obviously the especially the finishing. It's obvious that he's not much of a shooter, Yep. but you like the isolated impact. And if you, uh, if we could switch to his entire career, you'll see that the defensive impact that he had last year, pretty consistent with his actual career. Yeah,
0: it's honestly, I think the most encouraging chart of the three was his, his career impacts Um, here, I can bring it up.
1: Maybe. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's because consistently you're seeing that defensively he's been very, very solid in his own end. And every once in a while, man, he drives a little bit of play.
0: Yep. And, and you know, given these charts, you live with the offense, whatever he gives totally. you great. And then you're, you're hoping for that minus five to minus eight range on the defensive side where, where, Again, the Avs are a hockey team constructed where as long as their fourth line doesn't lose them a the game, that's fine. Yeah.
1: Keep in mind for people that are unfamiliar, these uh, percentages are relative to league average and negative numbers on defense are good and positive numbers on offense are good. So when it says a negative 8.6 uh, expected goals against or for the per- percentage on defense, that means he's just under 9% better defensively than your average nhl forward yep so Uh that's a that's a really good number that's a really really good number honestly um his skating since a couple of you guys have all asked this at the same time uh he's a fine skater yeah it's not a mess (laughs) um I don't think that it's going to be, I don't think that it's a standout skill. He's not, you're not going to confuse him with the Darren Helm or an Andrew Cogliano where it's a major asset into his game. Um, but I don't think it's a problem either. So. good
0: enough to keep up. Yeah.
1: I think, I think it'll be I, like, he's not going to look like a, a sore thumb again, just going back to their successful claim last year on Knack. Knack wasn't, Next, pretty pretty quick, but yeah, he was a decent skater. Um, I would say it's closer to Nack than it is to a Cogliano or a Helm or an O'Connor. Like, you're not going to see him. Uh, you're not going to see him blazing up and down the ice every night. Uh,
0: there has just, to be some positional intelligence. He can't just skate his way yeah, out of problems.
1: He's he's really not that guy. But he's it's certainly not a problem.
0: Well. If you don't want to stick out like a sore thumb on the golf course, Pins and Aces has he covered. DNVR's official golf merchandiser. You can check them out at pinsandaces.com and use code DNVR to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Again, pinsandaces.com. They have all of your golf apparel and business apparel stuff as well. So that's polos, hats, golf bags, all sorts of awesome clothing. Also have beer sleeves. You can stick them right in your golf bag. It holds seven beers. You can bring them right onto the golf course, super easily with you. Highly recommend these guys if you haven't checked them out. They make a bunch of amazing hats. Particularly, Sounds
1: really convenient. Yep, a beer sleeve. Like, yep,
0: you're just good to go. You don't have to awkwardly stuff them into your bag or do any of that awkward stuff. Yeah, like just in there. Uh, we're hey, also we got, we're... Our, we got our
1: beach cooler with us. <laughs> no, like... <laughs> just lugging it onto the golf course. <laughs> You got, you, got a, you got a caddy for your cooler and a caddy for your bag. <laughs> that costs extra, all right.
0: Uh, also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use code right, DNVR when you go over there and sign up for a new account. Uh, when you use the DNVR code, uh, you can now get all your stuff boosted 100% with stepped-up in-game parlays. So highly recommend you get on that. They also... Have a bet going for new customers where you bet $5 on any NBA team on the money line, and you get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So maybe stay away from the Nuggets blowing blowing games, but, you know, bet on a team that you know is going to win.
1: Bro, too soon.
0: (laughs) That's okay. The Nuggets can be mad at me. Uh, I'll continue making money on DraftKings instead, so. Check out DraftKings today. It must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I want to get into this conversation a little bit. Um, and It's mostly focused on Ben Myers, but you can throw out names like Mikhail Maltsev and Shane Bowers down this line as well. How does this affect their opportunities with the Evs having Hunt now ahead of them?
1: Well, as much as I would as, as much as I'm tempted to be like, really hurts their chances. Uh, they called up three guys a week into the season, and none of them were on among that group.
0: That's true.
1: so those guys already had already hurt. Yeah, exactly. Those guys had more to prove. They have, we, we heard Bedner say, uh, especially talking about Bowers that look, I've liked his camp. I like this and that, but he needs to go down there and he needs to be a consistent impact player before I'm, I believe that he's ready to help us. Yep. And, and two Eagles games was not going to convince him of that.
0: And and that side of it, understandable. The yeah. The bigger conversation for me is Ben Myers. What's the plan there? We had talked about how yeah. his lack of waiver eligibility means they can kind of float them back and forth a little bit more than some of those other guys.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Myers just needs to uh, Myers really just needs to uh, have some consistency. Uh, Cause you do keep in mind, this was a guy that jumped into the fire at the end of last season uh, and just did not have a good preseason and start yep. to the year. It was very slow. And he needs he needs to be playing bigger minutes. He needs uh, puck touches. He needs to be adjusting to some of the speed of the game. Uh, he needs to get all that stuff in because this is the Myers is not in a situation like all these other guys, you know, who have been in the AHL for a few years and are just pushing on the ceiling, trying to figure out if they're ever going to be able to get it open. Yeah, uh, Myers Myers has a lot more flexibility and time and with Myers they can they can really kind of wait and see uh and just see how he adjusts to the AHL how he handles the the assignment before they bring him back they they can really take their time and and do a tradition a lot more of a traditional path with him at this point uh, sure traditional path has not historically been productive for the avalanche organization uh, most of their guys that have been development successes have been aggressively promoted yeah but true. Uh, look it's it, this is really on Myers you know if he goes down to the AHL and he shows well you know do do what Logan O'Connor did I if he does that he does he won't need to spend as much time in the AHL as LOC did um uh,
0: are you realistic looking at somewhere between LOC and the Alex Newhook 10 game stretch? Yeah.
1: I think yeah. so. Yeah. Newhook is your best case scenario where 10 games go by and you know the team gets back from its Finland trip and Myers comes back and never looks and, and never leaves again. Yeah. That's I think for me that's probably best case scenario. Sure. Um LOC would also be fine, but it doesn't it it does not help them much this year. Right. You get
0: 15, 20 games out of them this year, yeah. really. And
1: that's that's a big disappointment because they really Myers is an important guy for them for their depth this year to keep them from having to go out and trade for somebody. Yep. We talked about it on last night's show that the Avs don't really have a ton of assets to go dancing with right now. They don't because they don't need the Evs Don't really need at least at the moment. They don't need like a big splashy deal because they've got a first round pick. They've got an Oscar Oleson. Like yep. they have a, a first round pick and a top prospect. They've got a good young defenseman in Sean ba- Sean Barons. They can they can play in the big fish water
0: if they want but, to. Yeah. If they
1: want to, yeah. But they haven't. Like it's not really what they need yet. We'll yeah. see how the two C situation develops as the year goes on. And maybe my mind has changed on that, but for right now, like they need it. They need to, the, the middle of their lineup is too soft, uh, in that, in that it's just not, it's not producing anything. Um, you it's not playing one very well.
0: goal out of your bottom six. So yeah. far this season, I don't,
1: I don't mean soft in play style. I just mean it's, it's just so uncertain and so on too unpleasant.
0: inconsistent.
1: Yeah. Uh, too much too much that they're like Andrew Cogliano very clearly like uh, on a third line, like play just stops with him at this point.
0: He's over his head at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we saw it with LOC at the start of the year uh, in those first couple of games. And we've seen it consistency consistently with Logan O'Connor when he gets put in a third line position, he
0: bangs against that ceiling real fast. It
1: it becomes really obvious that that's his limitation. Uh, And, outside of 2 weeks last season where he went crazy and we were you know and didn't we rode the wave, games yeah. which is why that shirt you're wearing exists uh yeah we rode the we rode that wave and you know
0: it was a sick 2 weeks and it'll be a sick 2 weeks this season too but then he'll go yeah. back to being a fourth liner
1: exactly so you know with myers uh with myers he's an important guy for them to have some success with at some point this year to get back up to be an effective player uh because his speed and his iq really is a very nice fit in colorado and just needs just needs a touch more of that just needs needs to consistently tap into the things that make him a quality player and look
0: In a perfect world, the Evs are fully healthy. Landy's in the lineup. Helm's in the lineup. And you really have one spot that you're talking about. Yeah,
1: and now Hunt is in that mix. And if Hunt wins a job over the next month or two, there you go. Yep.
0: So, under perfect health conditions, there's not a ton to fill. The reality is also, you know, they're never going to be fully healthy. That's just how hockey
1: is. I also think, though, that, like, we talked about bringing back uh, Helm and Cogliano. Yeah. And, like, those guys were obviously (laughs) warriors in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, But you do have an 82-game regular season that you need to get through in order to qualify for that postseason. Uh, And they... They need to. Uh, it's not irrelevant. They do need to sure. win games, and you know, they you need to, to. They need to have a be bottom serviceable six group down there. Yeah. yeah, they need to have a bottom six group that's more competitive than it has been. And <laughs> I think what you don't love is that with LOC, with Cogliano, with Helm, and now with Dryden Hunt, you've got four guys that you're comfortable with in a fourth line role. Yeah, but only in a fourth line role.
0: No one can really. Climb the ladder, as it yeah. were. Yeah, which is and th- th- was part of the hope for Ben Myers was that he can move up in the lineup once he gets settled. But
1: uh, and like you've gotten a slow start out of J.T. Comfer.
0: Yep, one point.
1: You've gotten a slow start out of Alex Newhook. You've gotten a slow start out of Evan Rodriguez. So you don't even feel like and at five v five. Let's be honest, you've gotten a slow start out of Valerie Chushkin. Yep. And so you're saying beyond that top line?
0: <laughs> you really are have at five V five, you really have no production. <laughs> yeah. You have you have one goal from your fourth line, that was a fluke tip by Ben Myers, and you have a bunch of power play goals. I guess you have one five V five goal from Val Nechushkin.
1: Yeah, and you have the you have the five V five uh goal from Cogliano. Right. Yep. Yeah, would, and <laughs> another tip. You, on a you'll take it shift. wherever
0: you can get it, but a lot of that depth production is coming through defensemen.
1: Well, and the Cogliano one, McKinnon. Yep. So, you know, not a PS, Andrew Cogliano, not a regular line mate of Nathan <laughs> McKinnon's.
0: It was a, that shift was intentional, but it, it You don't want to be double shifting Nathan McKinnon for the entirety of the regular season, just to get production out of your depth.
1: (laughs) Right. Just to, just to get those guys to do something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. You don't want to be, you don't want to be leaning on Mac that hard in October and November. Yeah. Uh, So this is the hunt move is really just all about raising the floor of your roster. Just getting to a certain baseline where it's not like this every night. You know, you're just trying to hum along at a certain frequency. I think my hands were on different levels when I did that, which is <laughs> pretty Accurate. appropriate for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how it's gone for the ABS so far.
0: Okay. I, I mean, fair enough. And I, there's n- certainly no reason to doubt the evs. They've been nails when it comes to waiver claims over the last four or five years. So give it some runway. Let's see what happens. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. You can get some at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer locator online. They're everywhere in the lower 48 states. So I know there's some of you Euros and Canadians out there that probably can't get it. But for the rest of you, you just go get yourself gotta
1: You just got to get a designated American to bring you.
0: For Canada, for sure. I imagine it's a little bit harder for the Europeans, but. You know, Canada, no excuses. Find a friend. Get yourself some Breckbrew out there. Uh, for the locals, we're also brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group. You can you go over there, get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, and they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush just for taking care of your teeth. Super awesome at what they do. They always send you reminders. Make sure you're on top of your dental work. Take it from me. You want to stay on top of your dental work. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad time with your teeth. You're going to have a bad time. Don't. Pizza when you should have French. French fry when you should have pizza, I guess, was the bad way. If you're French frying when you pizza, that's how you fly off a cliff. Uh, so don't, don't do fly that. fly off cliffs, fam. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Make sure your teeth are, are nice and clean and healthy with Green Mountain Dental Group. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented <sighs> by DraftKings Sportsbook. Anything left to add in this conversation, AJ, before we talk about a bunch of ugly jerseys?
1: Oh, so many ugly jerseys. <laughs> Uh no, I mean we're gonna talk more about it when we actually get to see right. what the line and... look like, what the alignment ends up being, what the yep. utilization is, all that. like we'll 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 talk more about Hunt in coming days as uh his usage gets sorted out. Yep, yep this, this comment about McKinnon taking Max and leaving less for others under the cap. Um that contract hasn't started yet, so
0: yeah. The he's still on the best contract in the league this year. He also didn't take even close to max. Yeah.
1: So was that max like 16 million this year based on the count? Yeah.
0: What's it's 20%, right? So what's 20% of 82 and a half million? I don't know. Don't do don't do math live on air. Yeah. <laughs> Never a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You got these jerseys for us. 16 and a half okay there you go so all the reverse retros were released um they're they're a thing we've never been jersey people aj and i so you're probably asking the wrong people for opinions here but yeah and i
1: saw jesse tweeted out that he liked these and it sucks that he's not on the show today to be the dissenting voice
0: (laughs) i I will. I'll, I'll dissent on a couple of them. The Florida Panthers one,
1: I think, is sick as fuck. Okay, I think absolutely it's ugly. love it.
0: I absolutely love the palm tree.
1: I. I'll tell you the ones that I absolutely that are the ones that I was a hard yes were. Okay. Uh, the Islanders, the Kings, the Rangers, the Pens, the Caps, the Jets. You're
0: going in such a random order.
1: Um, and I think the, I think I'll, I think I'll throw the ducks in there. I really do like the ducks. Yeah. So
0: I would say the Panthers, the flames, the lightning, the ducks, uh, and then the lightning. Yeah. I love the nineties logo. I love it. I know. I know it's actually ugly. I just love it.
1: It's the rest of the Jersey that I have a problem with. The logo is fine. Uh,
0: I, I, the Kraken jersey I really like because it's what the Avs stadium series jersey should have been. Like they actually got the logo right instead of extending it all the way up to the collar. Cause it would look terrible if you did that. Okay. Uh, I, I'm really sad about the Avs jersey cause I'm tired of white jerseys. I want an Avs home with the colors on it properly. So that makes me sad. The Caps one is excellent. I agree with you there.
1: I, I've i always been a fan of the Screaming Eagle. I think it's so cool. And uh, the Lady Liberty logo for the Rangers is so sick. Uh, the Fisherman is iconic. The Crown for the Kings has always been a favorite. The Robo Penguin for the Pens. Love it. Vegas is glow in the dark. Yeah. And... I think that's just like a neat thing more than a meaningful Doesn't thing.
0: Really apply in the situations. I guess it'll glow in the dark for the pregame presentation. Yeah. The I, game which could look super
1: cool or really yeah. weird. I don't even yeah. know. Um I I like that Sens logo. I've always thought it was cool, but it's whatever. Um I really the Sharks one. Like, I love, I love the callback to the Seals.
0: But it's ugly as fuck.
1: But it's, it's, it's so not bland. great.
0: You just it, wrote sharks on a t-shirt. Ex- right? Exactly.
1: Like, that's exactly, <laughs> I was like, anybody else just see that they just wrote the team name on it? Like. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, I get, I get it. But I, it's, uh, to me, I was just like, eh.
0: The ones that I like, really, really hate are Montreal's. Yep. Nashville's and St. Louis. Yep. Minnesota. I hate
1: St. Louis's.
0: Yeah, St. Louis's is, is ugly. Minnesota, just because they stuck with the subway colors from last time for some oh, reason. Oh, Minnesota
1: did the same thing, but yeah. they reversed the colors from their last jersey. Right. Uh, I, I put it in Slack. I put them side by side and was like, it's the same thing. <laughs> uh I think that the like the there's like some piping and some shoulder stuff that's a little different Mark,
0: but still yeah
1: but it's essentially the same stuff they still look like subway employees
0: and then I've always hated that Vancouver logo too
1: but uh so the Vancouver thing is like uh, my my only point of contention with it cuz I think the logo is great but that logo has been in use for the last couple of years by their AHL team And so it's like, it's weird to me that it's two things that I, that's, that struck me as weird about this whole project. The, uh, the Canucks logo was already in use. So it's kind of a weird, like throwback. It's like a throwback to something that's readily available already there for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, I get, it's like part of their history and it's cool. It is a cool logo. I do really like it. Um, and then, Both the Avs and the Devils with the homage to the Rockies.
0: Yeah. It's kind of weird that there's two teams doing
1: that. And both of them have, like... Like, the Devils have their regular logo, and then the Avs went with this dumbass C that they're obsessed with. (laughs) Like, and I get that that's, like, the Colorado State, like, logo. But it looks like Pac-Man. It looks like the Cubs. It looks like the same thing when they used it in a Stadium Series jersey a couple years ago. Yeah. And since this is an ABS show, uh, we'll just talk about this. But like I think I think they'll probably look good on the ice. I it's not that I think they're ugly. It's not that I, I it just felt like between an actual Rockies logo and there could be a rights issue uh between uh the Nordique's Husky between the Nordiques regular one that they could have, they could have gone back to the well.
0: You you retweeted the the recolor of the Husky jersey, and that thing is like absolute fire.
1: I loved it. I was like, "Yep, this is exactly what I, I was thinking."
0: I don't buy jerseys, and I would have bought
1: that jersey. <laughs> I like, um, I I also think that uh, between and then between the Yeti foot, yep, the Abs the had like a up, couple. Yeah. They had some options there that they could have tapped into. And for them to go back to a logo that they used on a special edition jersey already, like, bumped me out a little bit.
0: Yep. Could be worse, but it's not great.
1: Yeah, like, I don't, like, it just, it just seems boring. I think, again, I will reiterate, I think it's going to look good on the ice. I'm curious to see what the whole kit looks like. But I think it'll probably I think it'll probably look pretty good.
0: Yeah, they um, can't if they wear I, the blue pants, it'll be a nightmare. But
1: well if they wear like the yeah. I'm, I want to see what the whole kit looks like, of course. But yeah. uh I do I do think like it's a it's a sharp jersey, it just feels like a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think they could have done better pretty easily. Hmm. I don't love the red NHL logo either, but that's just a personal thing. Uh, anyway, also, hilarious tagline for the Avs specifically, where the, it was yeah, saying, what was Hist- history never repeats. Yeah, history doesn't
1: like, repeat or something, and yeah. you're like, aren't you guys trying to repeat yeah, right. as <laughs> champions right now? <laughs> that's
0: doesn't quite add, and I know that was like the
1: league-wide thing. But oh yeah, abs, yeah, it was like,
0: hmm. You sure? <laughs> you sure that's what you want to go with?
1: <laughs> Look, Brad. Everybody knows that orange and red are interchangeable these days. Nobody seems to know the difference. <laughs> yeah, it is the tagline for the entire thing, not just the ABS. But when the ABS tweeted it out in the series of pictures, it looked funny. Yep. It was a bit amusing to say. Yeah, I mean. where you were just like, It's not what you're
0: hoping for. So I I like I look, I'm all for the NHL releasing jerseys. If you're asking me, I think they should release more jerseys. I think they should wear the hockey fights cancer jerseys in a game. Would love all sorts of custom stuff on jerseys like they do in juniors. I think it's dope. AJ not a fan.
1: I think I've always been of two minds of this. If you're going, because, like, do you see, like, we didn't even talk about them, but you see Toronto didn't participate in this?
0: They're just like, yep, it's our old logo that we used a couple years ago also. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, they kind of just said, fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, like, Chicago is a great example, I think, also how many different stadium series jerseys they've had to come up with or how many outdoor jerseys they've had to come up with yep. and have done a bad job of it
0: and now they just say fuck it just write chicago on the front and, it's and like
1: and they're like <laughs> just put chicago in can we can we bring that graphic back up the one with all all the teams
0: <laughs> nope denied
1: i guess not all right I got it <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, like, look at Chicago and Detroit. All right, we're just gonna write the city name and then we're gonna draw a bunch of fucking lines. <laughs> that's not. That's it. Yeah, that's so all we did. Um, I liked it that. The, also, the Canes also did not really participate. Uh,
0: yeah, they definitely have run that jersey before.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Chicago and Detroit are good examples. They've, they, they are teams that have had to come up with some different jerseys over the years and, like, have not done a good job of it. Uh, and I just, that's where I am, where I'm just like, I just, when you say the more the better, you know, you do look at the Nuggets. And, like, the Nuggets have oh. those, like, City Connect ones that are, like, red. But I'm saying, like... And you're like, these are in no way... Nuggets jerseys. What the hell are they wearing?
0: Well, and I'm saying if you're going to do that, you have to let the creativity out a little bit. You can't box them in to be like, oh, it's got to be a reverse retro homage to something before. No, just let them do whatever they want. Let them put a plaid on one. Call it plaid night. Do a Star Wars jersey. Who cares?
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, This feels like, uh, you know... I don't feel strongly enough about jerseys to be like this destroys the sanctity of the jersey and <laughs> you're disrespecting the logo. Like the Oilers, hilariously, like if you go and look at the one that they just released, they just put a UFO on the front of their jersey and called it good.
0: Oh, it's their old logo. Yeah, it's a UFO, dude. It's it's an oil drop in metal to look. Like, it's a oil UFO.
1: Drilling. Flying into Edmonton to drop off Connor McDavid. I will say I do. And like at this point, when they orange. wear them, they might be there to pick him back up.
0: <laughs> anyway, saying,
1: man, it's a UFO.
0: I mean, look, I I don't know. We're we're the wrong people. That you're you're a fan of white at home too, right? So I shouldn't take any of your ideas seriously. What? Is that not you? Is that Jesse? Who I likes the white jerseys at home.
1: Uh, at this point, I don't care. Okay. I Where? I like. I mean, I used to be. You know, when they switched it, I thought it was sacrilegious, and oh, then I got God. over it.
0: Wear your colors at home. I don't care who, anymore. So, who else what are you wearing,
1: wearing them for? But your fans. All right, you make it sound like we're all in a gang. Wear your colors.
0: Of kinda are yeah all right
1: everybody every meet up at the spot and make sure you wear your colors that night at 7 pm <laughs> our fan bases just big gangs
0: we're on to something here <laughs> this is how soccer hooliganism starts all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh any any uh, final
0: thoughts on on hunt on jerseys on anything else okay. today?
1: I, I don't think it's. Uh, I I think I think the whole like reverse retro branding is silly. Um, I I think that it's that. it's like blatantly like let's Money exploit Grab your City. your nostalgia, yeah. but they did such a poor job of it. Um, so many of the fan bases out there today are like, eh. these jerseys kind of suck," and you've done yeah. this already. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing like you want more jerseys like you you really want 32 variations of a Star Wars jersey.
0: I mean I I don't want it to be league wide. I want every team to just do whatever jerseys they want.
1: Yeah, and Enrique is correct. Uh this I also I mentioned this earlier today to somebody when I was talking about it, but it's not hard to see why the NHL and Adidas were like we should not continue this partnership. Yeah. It didn't work out. Yeah, maybe their most successful jersey that they had was that Nordiques throw retro, retro that they refused to reprint. Yep, that would they, have just been massive amounts of money.
0: They will print. They could just tell us tomorrow they're reprinting that, and it would it would print dollars.
1: Yeah, <laughs> tons of people missed out on that, <laughs> and stopped it from being the most popular jersey in ball arena. Yep, straight up. So
0: anyway, we're going to get out of here for the day. I don't, maybe I'll screw around and make a a tier list of the jerseys just for fun and throw it out
1: there. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, we have uh, a lot of time coming up in the next, in the next couple of weeks where we're going to have to kill some shows. So maybe that's what we do anyway.
0: We're going to get out of here for today. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. We're back tomorrow and Saturday with pregame watch-along post game. So be sure to tune in for all of our game coverage. Uh, other than that, we will talk to you on the next one.